0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. So the title of my message today is How to Remain Stable in an Unstable World. So let's have a look at Mark 4.35 and it says, As evening came, Jesus said to His disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although the other boats followed. And in another version, ESV version, it says, and a great, verse 37, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But He, Jesus, was in the stern, and He was asleep on a cushion. And they awoke Him, and they said, Teacher. So this morning, we're going to do a little Greek word study to get a real understanding of what kind of storm the disciples went through. In, in verse 37, it says, there arose. In the Greek, it means genomini. And it means something takes you off guard, something it takes you by surprise. Now remember that Jesus' disciples were professional fishermen, And they had been spent their whole life fishing on this huge lake. They knew the weather. They could read the water. They would never have taken Jesus to the middle of this great lake if they knew that a storm was coming. Because if they knew there was an indication of the storm, they would never have put Jesus in any kind of danger. So that night, it looked just perfect for them to cross over and do their journey. But if we look back in Mark 4.37, it says, we could actually translate it like this. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there arose nothing that they expected. Something took them off guard. It was like a surprise. Out of nowhere, this huge storm arose. So what was the devil's plan? The devil's plan was to sink Jesus' boat with Him in it and the disciples. And as my husband says, listen, family, the disciples were in the perfect will of God when the storm arose. And we know that Satan comes to what? And destroy And he had the cheek to think that he could kill Jesus. Now, if the devil tried to kill Jesus and the disciples, he will try and kill you and me also. So we must understand that Satan himself does not want us to succeed in any area of our lives. Therefore, out of the blue, when we are not expecting it, when we are just going around our daily lives, something out of the blue, the winds of opposition will suddenly blow against us. Suddenly there's an adversity. Now if we take a lesson today from Jesus, we won't be so surprised when the attack comes and we will know how to deal with it. And that is the most important thing we can learn today is how do we deal with the devil? How do we deal when the winds of adversity blow against us? How do we deal with circumstances that suddenly come against us when we are in the will of God? So we're going to see what Jesus said. Now we see in verse 37, it says, there arose out of nowhere a great storm. Now that, a great storm of wind. Now that word great is a word means mega. It was huge. It was enormous. So this was not a normal thunderstorm. The Bible says it was a great storm of wind. Now, if you look at that word wind, it actually means it was a hurricane, it was a turbulence, it was a hurricane. Now recently in Florida, there was a hurricane called Hurricane Ian and it destroyed many parts of Florida. The many cities were washed away, houses were washed away, boats were washed away, people, uh, lives were destroyed everything, there was such destruction from this hurricane. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do to you and I. He wants to devastate us. He wants to destroy our families if he can. But we are going to learn today how we can overcome the devil when every storm comes against us because Jesus will tell us what to do to overcome every adverse circumstance that comes against us in Jesus' Name. So the new John Jill exposition of the entire Bible of Mark 4, 37 says that the water covered the boat so much that the boat was going down, down, down. The boat was going to sink and the disciples were in great danger. So what do you think the disciples did? Well, the disciples did what they did thought they should do in the natural is, if the water's coming in, the water's coming in, we better get some buckets and bail the water out, bail the water out. And they started bailing the water out. Notice family, the disciples' eyes were fixed on the waves, were fixed on the problem, their eyes were on the symptom. They did not realise the waves were not their problem. The problem was the devil. The problem was there was an invisible force coming against them, using waves to distract them and to try and destroy them. And that's what Satan does. He brings problems our way because he wants us to be distracted. He doesn't want us to recognise that he is the problem he is a problem. He wants us to get distracted by the problem. He wants us to get exhausted trying to fix the problem. He wants us to be mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, spiritually exhausted because we are trying to solve it ourselves. But someone remembered, hey, Jesus is in the boat. And they thought, well, let's go and get Jesus. And so, where is Jesus, family? Well, we see in verse 38, Jesus was asleep on a pillow. He was comfortably fast asleep during the storm. While the disciples were panicking, He slept in the peace of God. Listen, family, the peace of God can keep us in any situation. The peace, even if there's a hurricane coming your way, the peace of God can keep you in any situation. So if we look at the contrast, between Jesus and the disciples, we see that the disciples were working hard in the natural. They were bailing the water out. They were terrified. The one translation actually says they were in a panic mode. They were worried, they were stressed out. They could not see themselves getting out of this problem. How many of you, if you're honest with me, say, Pastor Bev, I've been in that situation when the waves of life come, when I feel like there's been a storm in my life, is I've got so distracted looking at my problem, looking at my finances, looking at my family, looking at my health, that I've looked at my symptoms and I've got so weak from being worn out. I've been so distracted looking at the problem instead of looking at who is causing the problem. One version says that the, the disciples were actually in a panic mode because they thought that this storm was going to destroy them. When we have problems, do you think Jesus is sitting on the throne thinking, oh my word, do you think we can get them out of this one? Do you think, oh, precious Holy Spirit, I don't know about that storm that's going down there. I think it's too big for us. Oh no, family, we must keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We must still remember that Jesus is on the throne, that He rules the universe, that He has never lost His power. He has never lost His authority and He has never lost His peace in the middle of any storm. The same attack that scared the life out of the disciples. Jesus slipped through it. Now, verse 38 says that when Jesus, that they woke up Jesus and they said, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that we are perishing? How many Christians that you know say this when they're going through a storm? And we know they do. They say, Pastor Beth, doesn't God care about me? Doesn't God see my pain? Doesn't God hear my cries? Doesn't God see what I'm going through? Is this God's will for my life? Am I meant to go through the storm? Is God teaching me a lesson? Doesn't God hear my cries? And you know, family, It's only people who don't know the Word of God that speak like that because the Bible says that even God's people will perish through lack of knowledge, knowledge of the Word. That's why it's so important to have the Word inside of us so that when the storms come, the Word comes out of us. So what did Jesus do? The Bible says in Mark 4:39, he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, "Peace be still," And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So what did Jesus do? Well I imagine he got up out of the boat. He wasn't phased, he wasn't fussed. He was cool as a cucumber, He didn't have a panic mode. He just got up and he spoke to the wind, and he said, "Peace, be still!" And then there was a great calm. And sometimes, family, we get our praying back to front. We pray about the symptom instead of praying, instead of speaking to the problem. Satan wants us to focus on our problems so that we get exhausted, And Lord knows there's plenty of problems all around us. But if we focus only on the negative, only on our problems, we in turn will become negative. But we've got to focus on Jesus. We've got to focus on the Word. And we've got to focus on what Jesus said. And when we focus on what Jesus says and we do what Jesus said, we are going to overcome every single problem we face in Jesus' Name. Satan wants to take our peace away. He wants to replace it with panic. We cannot have peace and panic at the same time. Panic will steal our peace. But actually, what the devil wants to steal is our faith. He wants to steal the Word out of our hearts. So, when Jesus spoke straight to the source of the problem, and that is exactly what we have to do, we have to speak straight to our problem in Jesus' name and with faith and take our authority. So, how did the natural man deal with adversity? And how did God deal with adversity? How did fear react and how did faith respond? Well, the disciples, as we know, in the natural, they looked at the problem and they panicked. They worried, they got concerned because their minds were caught up in the natural things that were going on in their lives and they were overwhelmed. They could not see the end from the beginning. They thought they were gonna sink. They thought they were gonna die. They could only see the wind bringing the waves and the water into the sinking ship. So fear gets us to think in the natural. But when a terrifying storm had convinced the disciples that they were gonna die, they forgot one factor, that Jesus was in the boat and Jesus is in your boat. Jesus is with you. He's inside you the Creator of everything, the universe, the stars, the trees, the galaxies. God, the Almighty is inside of you. Hallelujah. God is big enough to solve any problem that we face. But listen, while we care, Jesus sleeps. But we, when we give Him our care, we can rest. So, When we stress, worry, concern, bite our nails, get in a panic, Jesus is resting. But when we say, Jesus, this is my situation, here is my problem, and I speak to it, and I know that you're gonna take care of it, we can rest. Jesus can do the rest. We can rest and Jesus can do the rest. In other words, we release control to Him and we will find peace. So Jesus did tell us that the storms of life will come, didn't He? But the good news is that when we hear the Word and act on the Word, we will survive every storm and we will thrive through every storm. Matthew 7 Verse 24 says, Therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, say, puts them into practice, <laughs> is a wise man. Built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams came, the winds blew. beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not, family, someone who's a hearer, but not a doer. They don't put them into practice. There's a foolish man, a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came, the problems came, the storms came, taxes came, difficulties came, the winds blew. It beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Now I'm gonna ask you a question today. This is a trick question. What or who is the rock? Careful now, because Pasatheo caught me. Okay, but all the Bible school students, the rock is what? (laughs) I hear Jesus, I hear the Word. It's either Jesus or the Word. Who says it's the Word? Who says it's Jesus family. Okay. The rock is the Word. The rock is the Word. So the Lord knows that the world we live in is full of uncertainty. It's full of fear. It's gone crazy. The, in fact, the world has gone So. People are confused. Our kids are saying today they don't know if they're a girl or a boy. Let me explain something to you. When you look in the mirror, whatever part you have, that's what you are. You're either a girl or a boy. You're not a bit this or a that. Look here, this one boy said to his mother, Mom, I identify as a bird. So I'm gonna go to the top of a building and I'm gonna fly off. And the wise mother said, honey, God never gave you parts to be have wings. You don't have wings, therefore you cannot be a bird because if you jump off the building, you're going to die. And we need to tell our children, hey, God never gave you that part or that part. God gave you what part you are, so that is who you are. Don't be confused. And let us not the church say, oh, shame. Oh, shame, nothing. Oh, shame, nothing. We stick to the word and we say the word in love in love, and we try and get these people who are confused to have the Word of God inside them. The world is not so. The people are not so. Politicians have gone not so. Everything is not so. But we've just got to stick to the Word. And we will be on Jesus, is the Word and the Word is a rock and that's what we build our house on and we will be stable and we will overcome every problem and we will stand on truth because they don't know what truth is anymore. Their truth oh well truth is whatever you believe. No that's nonsense. Truth is not whatever you believe. The only truth is in the Bible and it is the same yesterday, today and forever and it's not old fashioned and it's not changing and it's not keeping up with the times it always was, is and Will be the truth is the word of God. So that's not. Is my opinion doesn't count. Like I'll tell you, somebody we know so close to us is uh, um, gay, and he's married to a man, and and they are a husband and wife, and. And so the, the the one says well you've aligned yourself the one person said the one one gay guy said you've aligned yourself with Bev and Theo and they believe uh, I'm going to hell so I said to this person you don't have to align with me I align with the Word of God my opinion doesn't count I' don't, you don't have to worry about what I think about you I think you're a great person I just have to listen to what the Bible says I have to go with God's opinions not my opinion and it's only God's opinion so let us not get confused in this day and age of a transgender becoming a male. It's ridiculous. But you know what? It's demons. It's absolute demons. And we have got to say, be nice. We have to be nice and we have to be loving and we have to be understanding. But we have to have the Word and we have to speak the Word of God and truth because the truth will set them free. It's only the truth of God will set people free. It's not opinions of men. The world, I'll tell you, is crazy. But thank God there's a few of us who are, um, know the Word and we can help people. And that's what, and I'm um, being nice, we have to help people and be understanding, but we have to show the Word. And you cannot sympathise and go um, with their feelings. It's got nothing to do with feelings. It's got to do with the Word. Feelings change, but the truth never changes. And when we act on the word, the word is an anchor. Then we'll become stable to overcome every storm. We've got to get into the word. That's our anchor. It's not God's will for His people to be tossed to and fro emotionally. It's not will of God for us to be helpless, hopeless, or fearful. That's not God's will for us. The world. The word is our anchor. So if we look at a definition of an anchor, it's a device attached to a vessel via a cable dropped overboard as to grip the bottom to restrict movement. So it's an object that's held something, it held Firmly in place. It's a source of security and stability. So the anchor, which is our word, is a source of security and stability. When everyone's world is rocked, our worlds do not have to be rocked because we have the word of God, which is a sense of security and stability. The anchor holds a ship firmly in one place when the winds come and the currents would otherwise move it to and fro, but it's anchored. You and I are anchored in the Word of God. So when the weather conditions are dangerous, the anchor is essential. When the gale winds are blowing the ship to and fro, the ship can't Beat, um can't go off course if it is anchored on with the, the strong anchor, it can't get shipwrecked. And we will not have shipwrecked lives <laughs> because we are anchored with uh, the word of God. We've all gone through storms. None of us has not gone through a storm. You might be going through a storm now, financial storm, storm of a loss of a loved one, a, a child, a parent, a friend. Some of going through a relationship storm, family storm, health storm. There's multiple kinds of storms, career storms. Some storms last for a while, some are short. And you might say, but Pastor Bev, who causes the storms? I believe personally, in my opinion, only two. Number one's the devil, and you'll agree with me, because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you might be surprised that the number two, I believe we cause our own storms. If you don't wear a jacket and it's raining, you get a cold, you can't blame the devil. If we don't look after, you eat sugar non-stop, and get sugar up eaters and don't stop eating sugar, Don't come and ask me to pray. It's empty hands, empty head. I mean, come on, family. We mustn't be dwarf. We need common sense, which is not common. Common sense is not common. You know, like the time Apostle Theo, we went to Italy with Apostle Janine, Dr. Janine and Dr. Alan, Brenda and, and Kevin, and I got carried away as my personality is not like normal, you know. Um, I, I got carried away. I mean, I'm always excessive, you know. My husband is calm, and I'm always excessive on the one side, but I need him. He's like an anchor. Otherwise, I, you know. But nevertheless, I drank so many espressos, double Espresso, double Espresso, double Espresso, double Espresso. So when I got home, I went to the doctor. My foot was so sore. Posithia laid hands, empty hands, empty foot, and nothing worked. I told him, your, your, your healing anointing is not working on me. You must just keep it for the people in the church. It's not working on me. So anyway, I better go see a doctor. So the doctor tells me, you've got gout. Gout? I said, what is that? He says, it's too much acid. So I said, okay, me, I drank 110 espressos. That's where the acid is. I did it to myself. So what did I do? I drank litres and litres and litres of alkaline water to get the acid out my body. So then I healed myself. I didn't need to come church with a hobbling foot. I didn't have to come and stand for a pastor to pray for me. I got on with it and did it myself. And some of us, we need to fix ourselves because we make ourselves a mess. It's true. And then one night my husband had a dream and you know, God is so kind to me in spite of me. He's so kind to me. He says to, he says to in the dream, I can't help Beverly anymore. (laughs) He did. This is exactly what, he says, because she's not drinking enough water. Hey, listen, I bought a book. You're not sick, you're thirsty. So how about some of you? Are you drinking enough water? Don't come can pay, I'm going to ask you how many liters of water you drank for the day. Yeah, so drink more water and you'll be well. Anyway, that was just throw that in. Good, drink more water. Okay, Apostle Thea says, if we listen to God, we'll go around the storm, but if we don't listen to God, we go through the storm. Some storms are caused because We drift through the the currents of life. We stop reading the Bible. We stop praying. We stop coming to church. We stop being in a life cell, a home cell. We drift away from the Word of God, which is our anchor. And then we get lukewarm. And then the storms overtake us. But we must understand that the rock is the Word of God. And it is the anchor's responsibility to keep the boat safe and secure until the storm passes. The anchor is the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. The, anch- the word of God anchors us in the storm when we speak it, when we act like it. It's true. We will have good success at all times. We need to read the word of God, meditate on the word of God, believe the word of God, speak the word of God. Listen, family, storms are inevitable, but anchors are immovable. Anchor storms are inevitable, they're coming, but the anchor is immovable, and we will overcome. I've got one minute. Can I get two? Can I get three? Can I see a hand? Okay, I'll tell you this quick, quick chop, chop, and then I'll go to the end. Okay, so when, as you know, my girls went through a time of being backslidden. Okay, so what did I do? I could not go to God and say, God, can't you see I'm a pastor? Can't you see I love you? I go to church every Sunday. Your people don't come in church every Sunday. I know we do the registry, Lord. Some of them come once a month, some maybe two mo- twice a month, but I go every week, Lord. Every week I'm in church. Did you see I'm in church? I'm a good pastor's wife, Lord. I pray for the people, whether I like them, don't like them. I'm praying for the people, Lord. <laughs> And then I said, okay now, Lord, my children, they're not serving You. And so it's embarrassing for me. Lord, it's so embarrassing. Do you know how embarrassing it is? Uh, my kids are, I'm coming, I'm worshipping You. My kids are going to nightclubs, Lord. Then they come in and they come in and they stand up and Lord, they come from the nightclub and then they falling asleep and I wanna take my shoe, I wanna hit them, Lord. And, and can you not see how embarrassing it is? Can you not see, Lord, even the deacons are skinnering about my children? Can you not see, Lord? I know they're talking about them because the kids were smoking around the corner. And now I I told the the deacon, stop talking to me about my kids. Just start praying. Otherwise, I'm going to give you a bunch of five. (laughs) Do you think any of that works? Nothing works. So, do you think complaining, telling God how good you are, it doesn't work? It doesn't work. The only thing that works is, hey, devil. It's my, you're gonna take your hands off my children. In the name of Jesus. And I bind you over their lives in Jesus' name. And I declare over them that they are mighty women of God. And I I put olive oil all over the walls of their bedroom like a salad dressing. I anoint their walls. In the Name of Jesus, I cast evil devil dairy out. When the devil comes in, I cast him out again. They bring him in, I cast out seven. They bring another one, he's gone in Jesus' Name. And you know what, family? I prayed in tongues, I spoke to the devil, I thanked the Lord, I worshipped the Lord. It didn't take me one year, two years, three years standing fast, but you know what? They're mighty woman of God today. Why? Because I stood on the Word. And you will stand on the Word. And when you stand on the Word, you'll have good success. Okay, so really you need to come to the second service so I can finish everything. But nevertheless, because some of the, the lies, the devils are saying to you that you will never make it. Your mom had this disease. Your dad had this disease. You'll die from this disease. you never have a job. You won't get a job. You'll never get married. You'll always struggle financially. You're not important. No one loves you. You're not worthy. You're not significant. You'll never uh, fall pregnant. The inflation is high, taxes are high. Uh, but you've got to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I declare with my mouth that I will succeed. I declare I will overcome, I will regain my health, my children will serve the Lord, my bills will be paid in Jesus' name. I will find that man in the name of Jesus, I will find a good woman in the name of Jesus. because when we open our mouths and speak the word of God into the situation, faith is built and miraculous power is released. But if you keep your mouth closed. Your life will be closed. Our victory in every storm is tied to our mouths. And so I'm going to declare this over you right now, that Jesus has given you authority to use His Name. Therefore, You can rule your world with confidence because you are in Christ Jesus. You are destined to be above and up beneath. You're destined to be victorious through every storm you face. Storms you have no hold on these people in the name of Jesus. God has created you to have total dominion in this world in Jesus' Name. Say this with me. Jesus Jesus. is far above every name that is named not only in this world, but in the world to come. Jesus raised me up, made me sit in heavenly places where there's no room for the devil. So here's the verdict, Satan. You have no room where I'm seated. You have no room in my home. You have no room in my business. You have no room in my body. You have no room in my children. Satan. Wherever I am, there's no room for you. I submit myself to God. I resist the devil and he flees from me in terror. Say glory to God. I'm a winner. I rule and I reign. I overcome every storm in Jesus' Name. Give the Lord praise in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.